Another episode? When does it end? <laughs> when are we free? This thing over. When can we be done with this? Huh? Huh? <laughs> Just give huh? it up, okay? It's over. <laughs> we were not entertained. <laughs> Will this ever be done? Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Who are we getting? You know? I wish we could do the one with the movies. The movie shit, dude. Man. You see any good movies lately? Come on, tell me. Um, I think I talked to you about it. I watched Boogie Nights for the first time. Oh. really good. <laughs> Motoring. Yeah. What's your price? That song is great, dude. I can't uh, separate that song and that movie anymore. They're yeah. totally connected. Yeah. For me, scene is dude, this, so is, awesome. this is bad. I associate that song with Superstar with <laughs> Molly Shannon. <laughs> I've seen it, but it's been so long. I know, but that's so what I... Ago. When uh, What's His Nuts... I saw him do stand-up years later, and he... he did crowd crowd work on me where he was like he looked at me and i had a long beard at the time and he goes hey hey you he's like isis <laughs> it's just like no and he's like oh okay okay <laughs> just like i don't first off i don't know who you're talking about the guy that plays on superstar the like heartthrob it's, with the motorcycle what's his except name? he's not really a mor- heartthrob he's like fucking goofy he's on rocket man Oh, Harlem Williams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw him on stand-up, and I was like, that's funny. I'll say this. I like Rocket Man a lot more than I like Superstar. Yeah, yeah Rocket Man's a better film. Well. <laughs> I don't know if it's better, but I just like it more. I do, too. I love all his impressions. I feel like I've seen Coward that of the Lion. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that movie a freakish amount of times. <laughs> I feel like... It's like one of those things where... I've uh, like I know it's u- sort of unique to my like time, like of like watching you know like ABC or like yeah, Disney Channel sure. or whatever, and it just like happened to be airing in that window where I saw it a bunch of times and like never got old. It's one of those things I can't I can't be I can't separate it from my childhood at this point. You know I think same. You know. So whether it's good or bad doesn't really matter. I like it. It's irrelevant, yeah. I like it. Motoring. Yeah, and every time I see him get off his motorcycle, <laughs> that song plays. What's your price for blind? So what do you think of Boogie Nights? Incredible movie. So Paul good, Thomas right? Anderson is best, you know. I don't think it's his best, but I said at uh, his best. I didn't say it was his best. I said sure, he was, at his he's best. you I, I would honestly say that like I don't know if he's made a bad film. Same the way I feel about Wes Anderson. I don't know. I if haven't. It, seen I haven't. I haven't seen all of his body of work, but I assume I'm gonna like it. I know? haven't seen the movie Hard Eight, which I I do very much want to see. Um, and I really just I didn't even really know about it until a couple of years ago. I haven't really sought it out, but that's his first movie before Boogie Nights. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen all of his other movies, and I think they're all very good. I feel like he has very distinct like eras because he yeah, has Hard sure. Eight, Boogie Nights, and Magnolia, which all feel so kind of connected. Magnolia, I started to watch, and then I got distracted. But I have to watch that movie because I know it's like probably his best film, right? It's well, it's like, uh, it's like everybody's favorite film, right? Like a lot of people I, like this film. Everybody's favorite. I don't. I don't know. I can't. I don't know how that, to s- s- word this because I'm Magnolia's awesome. It's yeah. so cool. It's so great. Um, I, love I don't Tom know Cruise that it's, I'm not. I'm. I don't know that it's better necessarily than Boogie Nights. I think they're both great movies. I personally kind of find his next era, which is uh, going to be like There Will Be Blood. Yeah. His sort of more serious movies kind of speak to me a little bit more. Um, although I, I love Magnolia and I love Boogie Nights. Um, I, I really love those movies and I, I I'll put them on. Just they're they're both long movies. Magnolia is particularly long, but um, <clears throat> I I enjoy just putting them on, you know, just for something familiar that feels good. Um, there would be blood is so good. I was gonna uh, say I think that's like collectively, collectively like our favorite f- movie together. Like if you and I are hanging out, like well, we just had a very we had a very, a very specific <laughs> experience. Yeah, yeah, for sure with that movie. But I love Where that, that movie, movie was our life raft out of a bad situation. Yeah, that movie is so good. My favorite Paul Thomas Anderson movie, and I don't know if this is a hot take or not because I am crazy for this movie, but it's one of his more recent ones, Phantom Thread. I think that movie is a absolute mind blow, and it's so it. awesome. And uh, I'll throw it I would, my yeah, I'm, I'm calling. I'm saying that's my favorite one. It's on Netflix right now. So okay, cool. If you got the time, probably uh, I got tomorrow off, so I might don't do it. don't look it up, don't watch the trailer, don't do anything, just watch it. Can I do drugs? Uh <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm not the person to answer that because I don't, I don't imbibe a residual from last podcast. <laughs> just do, drugs. Can I do drugs? Can I do Will drugs? Be better with drugs. Um, yeah, I don't know. It might no. not be. Yeah, it probably won't be. I'd probably freak me out. <clears throat> Anytime I'm hot, I'm 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 <laughs> talking like I do drugs. Anytime I smoke weed, I'm very like. Anytime I, I smash up those mystery white pills <laughs> and just snort blast them directly underneath my fingernails. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, did we talk about Stalker? Because I watched that. You recommended that, and that mm-hmm. movie absolutely, like, just like visually was just stunning. I don't, I like. It sounds stupid and cliche to say, but it just visually was like insanely like stunning to me. Mm-hmm. Just some really cool shots, man. Uh, yeah. Now you just have to watch it again. Yeah, dude. I probably it's not really will. a movie that works. Uh, it you can't watch it. 
I think if you like it, you can't watch it once. If you don't like it, then move on. But yeah. if you enjoy it the first time, you kind of have to watch it a second time at least. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a movie you can really digest in one sitting. It's not really d- even designed that way. I really like mm-hmm. that movie. Yeah, that's that's quite kind of, and I kind of did it like I took it in spar- spurts. So I like watched a scene, or I watched like the first third of it, digested it, and then I went off and did something else. Then watched the second. You know, I I split it in sections is what I'm saying because it mm-hmm. was like it's a very like I don't know, it's it's just a very rich atmosphere you know what i mean i wanted to soak in each thing it is and i think i and i think i prepped you a tiny bit and i said you did this movie is gonna use kind of like all your different senses Mm -hmm. um and uh (laughs) it's gonna leave a lot of space for you to populate the movie with your own sort of imagination and your own thoughts. Definitely. Um, yeah. In a way that most movies would never, ever, ever, ever do. And I was, I was talking to a friend about this and I was, <clears throat> I was trying to, I, I don't have the num the, the perfect numbers here, but I was saying like, this movie has like less than 200 shots and it's like 150 or something like that, give or take whatever. So let's say it has 150 shots in it. Um, that is preposterously small. And the movie's like two and a half hours long or something like that. Um, compare that to like um, Marvel, you know, Avengers Endgame or something that has like 2,500 shots in it. Right. You know, cuts and, and different like, different like sh- like, you know, edits and stuff in it. It's just such a, like, for, you know, most people are are never going to watch a movie that has that much, like, deliberate um, sort of, like, holding on, on, a, on, a, on a vista or, or a set piece or a or character or whatever. Yeah. Most movies are not capable of doing that. Right. Um, that doesn't innately make that this movie good. This movie's good for a lot of different reasons, but um, yeah, I would say a it's not for everybody. B, it is and not a, not a modern movie. So you know, it's a sci-fi movie that has no <laughs> like CGI. visual sci. Yeah. No, well, not even CGI. It has no attempt at visual science fiction. Right. Like nothing in it seems futuristic. No. Nope. Like from 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 the standpoint of it seems apocalyptic. Like, it seems like very yes. like But it but it's like it's apocalyptic. You're watching it and if you have a little bit of context for it, mm-hmm. you just sort of understand that they're just like went and found these places right. and you're sort of like watching it 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 honestly it feels so much more visceral to like understand that like soviet era like level of like wow this is like this you know 
the it feels sort of divorced from movie magic in a way that's impossible to do now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when you see the like crazy, you know, the one of the shots that really sticks with me in, in Stalker is like um, they're walking along this sort of like small like area, like sort of pat like pathway and behind them are these big like spillway water like it's a really cool scene yeah it's it's incredible but you just are watching it sort of understanding that this is a place a real place right you know right like because it's not a movie that's like you know this is not like crazy hollywood movie where they're like building a set and making like no, it's no, they just found this sort of like dilapidated world to make, to like contextualize their story. And it, it just, it feels different, way, way, way different than most movies. Um, I also loved how they did, uh, there's a couple standout scenes for me. So my, my the ones that stand out for me were the first one was I it was the I think it's on their actual header of the letterboxed thing for Stalker. And it's like that scene where all, there's all those mounds of sand. Yeah. And that dude disappears for a little bit. And uh that scene, dude, like was so striking to me and it was just I, I don't know but then it was also like the scenes where he's like laying in that like like a I don't know how you call it like a like a swamp almost like that yeah, where he's like laying a bog or something a bog and he's sleeping and everybody else is sleeping and just those shots in the water you know what I mean like are just like so I don't know I think I, the it, dog was like literally a stray dog. Yeah, that just showed up. On, yeah. Like, like I think shot. it was like not like, and then the dog comes in. It was like, no, there's a dog here now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they uh, have a lot of strays. Um, yeah, it it's just an it, like I said, if you are used to just watching a bunch of Hollywood movies, which hey, no, no harm yeah. there, but it's like. And you watch this movie, this is going to be something else, man. It's either going to be insanely visually striking to you or very boring. There's no middle ground. You will either be bored and want to turn it off immediately or you're going to be intrigued. and, And Dude, the entire time I was like... I only took breaks because I was like, I really want to give this movie its due because I was like... I can't just take that all this in in one sitting. You know what I mean? Like no, it felt I think like it felt philosophically like I was too. It's it's so dense. Mm-hmm. The premise. There's so is, many scenes that I now, now that thinking about it, and it's like, fuck. You know, that's what I'm saying. Uh, if you like this movie, you can't watch it one time. You have yeah, to watch I'm, it. I'm gonna probably do it. I, that's why I bought the Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. With a zillion extra features and whatever, yeah, and I do not regret it. Well, I tell would them say. that theory that you were you were saying that because that's interesting. Where what about the director? That wasn't yeah, that's some stuff from the from the Blu-ray. Yeah, um, 
But yeah, I mean, the uh, consensus is that, you know, the them filming this movie, I won't go into everything because it's, it's a long story or whatever, mm-hmm. but them filming this movie, like in the places that they filmed it where there's all this like industrial waste and like all these different things, but it it really killed those people who made the movie because they were exposed to this stuff. Yeah, the actors too, right? I don't know. I don't yeah. want to. I I don't want to say too much. I just want you know the consensus is Tarkovsky, you know, severely limited his life by taking on this particular project, and he didn't make a lot of films in general. But mm-hmm. you know, he didn't. Uh, he didn't live a whole lot longer than that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Tarkovsky, you know. He's, I mean, if you're into film and you're like into movies and stuff, you know his movies and, and this right. is all, this is like a bunch of chumps talking about something they don't know anything about. Insanely, but. yeah, yeah, for sure. But it, you know, I was not bored. You know? I'm glad you liked it. I <laughs> so. think it's a, I think it is, if you're, here's the thing, I love philosophy and I love, like, his his position specifically like he loved Tolstoy, which I also I'm reading I'm reading War and Peace right now. Right. Tolstoy is like he they both have this thing of like they understand the hardship and like they understand Russia. They understand their environment. They are both interested in philosophy and religion and all these things. And um you know, so, you know, he's like Tarkovsky's pulling from Tolstoy and Dostoevsky and mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And, and I think, I don't know. I mean, I just, I have, I have interest there. I like that stuff. And I think, um, you know, it's, these are interesting characters. Like Tolstoy is an equally interesting character, just like Tarkovsky to me. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think, yeah. Dude, I'm just thinking about the, like the scenes with the with the rail car when they first get the rail car. Um, Which yeah. I was, yeah, I think that is such an the the moment that the color comes into it. Right. It, I was gonna say like the the color correction in the beginning where it's all like yellow, and yeah. it's just like it's insanely yellow. It's like yeah, it's like completely sepia toned. Yeah, yeah, and then <laughs> then it just flips to like color and like full on like you're getting all and that's what that's what's in like so it's a sci-fi movie that's using the simplest possible like mechanics to tell a story you know like the when they enter the the zone it's color boom now we're in color yeah yeah and but it's giving you that that thing where it's like this this world is shit and this zone is like paradise but it's also kind of a yeah yeah well it's very- and and from from a songwriting perspective it's it's weighed on me a lot this movie just uh, and like thinking about the philosophical implication of like um desire you know, because this yeah. movie is all about people who want to 
enter a room, a magical room where your deepest held like desire will be man, you know, manifested. Yeah. Fulfilled. Um, but there's a, there's a catch, right? Like that's the whole point. Um, it's like a catch in the sense that like you won't, you won't ever come back basically. Or what uh, wasn't that? Wasn't that like kind of like the, I might've misinterpreted that, but I don't know. To me, it seems like it's, 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 or at least the, I guess I can't uh, without giving, well, fuck it. This movie's been out for years. (laughs) We can give spoilers. Yeah. This movie's been out for like 45 years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my question is, is like, the guy can't, the guy, the stalker, the, the, the main character, he can't Mm -hmm. enter the room. He can only show he, other people. He doesn't enter the room. Like he just does it out of his own, like, like he won't. I do don't it. know that the. And and, and once again, it's <laughs> yeah. like I've only seen the movie. Yeah, I've seen it like three times. So it's like, um, the, <laughs> like, I. Uh, I'm not sure that it says specifically that he can't enter the room. It just says that he doesn't enter the room. Right. Um, well, he has that breakdown where he was like telling him, he's like, I've only guided people here. I've never gone in, you know? Well, spoiler alert, nobody goes in um, except for the audience. The camera goes in. Which maybe, oh. you maybe you didn't pick up on that. But I didn't. Yeah. So when they all sit down, the camera then slowly. Yeah, pans out. Yeah, pans out into the room. Really? And you see. Well, I mean, you just you are. You just see them. Yeah, you see them, and and then it starts to rain in the room. Right. <laughs> you know. Um. Yeah, I mean, it, the movie. The movie Dude, is not. It's not a bunch just, of. It's not a bunch of easy answers. It's not a bunch uh, of. Uh, I didn't even pick up on that. That's right, see. Yeah. That's I gotta watch it again. But that's that's the that is the type of storytelling and mechanics that the movie's operating on. You know, for sure, it's operating on the simple. Like that's what I'm saying. Like the real world is sepia toned, and the zone is color. Yeah. That's not a that's not some like bombastic computer generated effect. No. That's just a simple this is this, this is that. Yeah. You know. So the movie I just is so economical in the way that it tells the story. Mm-hmm. Um even though it's very long and very like slow and you know. I love yeah. the transition too with the the sound of the rail car just jakarta dum jakarta dum jakarta dum you know what I mean like and then all of a sudden it's, it's a just, great <laughs> scene I mean almost, oh, like dude, honestly it's so cool I feel like you could pick out almost any sequence in this movie and be like that's a great sequence it's yeah. beautiful it's thought provoking it's meaningful the I whole love movie. the scene where like they have the shit in the water and they're slowly panning up you know what I mean mm-hmm. very easy shot as far as like a as far as like a i don't know how you would say as far as like actually filming it it's probably a very easy shot but it just looks so cool right. i don't know it just sucks you in man it's just i just guy just got sucked in 
Well, the music too is just like very strange and very mm-hmm. ethereal and very like yeah uh, mystical and it sucks you in. And, yep. I don't know. I love it. I think it's a great movie. I yeah. Recom- I recommend it to everyone with the conceit that there will be a lot of people that don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> For sure. That's what I was saying. But you will either be like. But the, isn't that the sign of like something very good? You know what I mean? Like you're either gonna think that this is like one of the best films you've ever seen, or you're gonna fucking hate it and it's gonna be I, boring. I was listening to the the Letterboxed podcast the other day, and one of the hosts said that like they're like yeah three point five. That's my score, man. Like they were like that's For the sweet stalker? spot. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, For okay. like they're just saying on Letterboxed. Yeah, they're like. You know, like, yeah, like, of course, like, you get the movies that are 4.4 or whatever, you know, out of five stars. But it's like, yeah, 3.5, that's my sweet spot. You know, where it's like some people are going to not like this at all. Yeah. And some people are going to really like it, mm-hmm. you know. And I thought that was like, yeah, I I think that's cool. That's cool to be able to just say, like, you know, like, some of the most interesting movies are just not going to work for everybody. Yeah. You know. And uh, I love that. I I I'm going to before we move on from movies. I recommend this to you to the the other day, but I'm going to double recommend it because okay, I've been going through the Sam Raimi movies and watching all the Sam Raimi movies, mm-hmm. and uh, I watched his western, which is called The Quick and the Dead, which I recommended to you. I don't remember it, but now I will. But now I'm like, you got to watch this movie because it's okay. so awesome. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> it's, it is It is like the most, like, it is like probably the most comic book movie I've ever seen. Okay. And I say that in the way, like, it's not based off a comic book. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with a comic book, but it feels like reading a comic book or like playing a video game or, you know, it doesn't feel like, like a, like a modern movie. Yeah. Um, it feels just like, so it's just like, it's so cool. It's just like the whole movie is awesome. It's like, yeah, it's every character is just like ridiculous ridiculous like cartoon character that like but it's like every character is so memorable and and uh gene hackman plays the villain and he's amazing it's one of the first um one of of the first if not the first like american uh movie that um russell crowe does and he's like so good in it. He's like really, yeah. really good in this movie. Um, Cheryl Crow. that movie Nice Guys that I Crow. never watched. Nice Guys is really good. I actually, I think I watched like part of it, but I've been. It's like one of those movies where it's like I want a second. I want a second. Nice Guys is great. Though. I think it's a great yeah. movie. Um, Sharon Stone plays the lead, and she's like. Great. I remember scenes from that movie, but I, anyway, yeah, Sharon Stone. Um. Leo DiCaprio basically as a kid like he's like literally like a child oh so this is like an older flick flick. it's 94 or 95 or something like that what is it called again the quick and the dead dead. okay 
I don't think it's streaming anywhere, but this is like one you should just rent or buy or something. It's so awesome. You're going to love it. It's like, it is just like, oh man. Yeah. It just oozes cool. Like, it's like so cool. Okay. (laughs) I just like, it's just stupid, man. The whole premise is they, there's a town and the town has a, has like a gun duel like competition. Oh, okay. Like but, but so people actually like, die. Well, you gotta watch the movie. But it's like they basically like this is duel in town. Everyone signs up for the competition to win like hundred thousand dollars or whatever. You know? So it's like we all you know all these like gunslingers come to this town to join this like Got it. And so it's like Mike Tyson's punch out, you know, <laughs> like it's just like all these like, I'm good. I'm scar. I'm here to shoot you dead. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. It's like a video game, man. It's yeah, so yeah, awesome. Yeah, for sure. It's great. It. Dude, I'll it's check it out. super cool. Yeah. Yeah, um, man. Yeah. I got to cool. go watch it. Uh, more modern, I, I, I watched the French Dispatch. Again, another uh Yep. So good. Um and dude Wes Anderson is coming out with a new movie called what was it called? There's no trailer for it. There's just a poster. And I I'm like dying to see it. It's supposed to come out like next year or something like that, but um it's like Comet Town or something. It's it's something with like let me let me look it up. Asteroid City? Yes. And that poster, I, I don't know what it is about that poster, but I'm like, I know this is going to be good. <laughs> you know? I also really want to watch Isle of Dogs again because I thought that movie was really good. Um, I liked it. It's not one of my favorites of his, but... Really? I don't connect as well with his, like... I love the... I love the animation and i love the like but you like his more like real-time stuff yeah i think i like my favorite movies of his are a little bit more grounded moonrise kingdom i haven't seen yet so I have to oh it's that. i have to great. watch that yeah i like that that's one on more. my list and i actually saw it was streaming on hbo so i was like okay i gotta go i gotta go watch that yeah, I think um, I like Rushmore a lot. I love uh, Grand Budapest Hotel a lot. Haven't um, seen either of those. So, oh, oh, dude. Oh, oh. Like I'm First like, off, I'm probably basic bitch Wes Anderson. You gotta watch Grand Budapest because you. I heard that, that was really good. You're gonna love. It's on my watch list movie. on Letterboxd. So. Yeah, that movie's awesome. I, dude, I love French Dispatch, man. That, that I one thought is that movie in, was really good. That one is like really high on my list of his movies. And of honestly, course, I love Life Aquatic, which you gave yeah. me for Christmas and yes, twenty twenty. Yeah, I know. I've 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 been. I, I gotta still order you your Christmas <laughs> gift late. Oh yeah, we we didn't. We got all sucked up. We gotta I do. Just, we're yeah, gonna do summer Christmas this yeah, year. Sounds good to me. Sounds good. Twenty twenty one. We're doing summer yep. Christmas and 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 remember my my conditions. Like you gotta. It's you send me a record. Like I'm going to send you a, a record and I'll send you a, a criterion, criterion 
Yeah. And all I want from you is a list of what you have. So I don't buy you what you have. Cause I think okay. I got a good idea of like what you want, but I, you know, I don't want to buy you what you already have. Ugh. You know what I mean? So, okay. Yeah. Um, and you, too. you know, you can literally like, I feel like you have a bigger pull because you can just pull anything and you know, anything you suggest, I'm probably going to like it <laughs> for records. For records. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I nailed it. Dude. Yeah. I nailed it. That's that a last great time. freaking record. Mm-hmm. I love that record. Um, yeah, I'll 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 uh, remind you when the Criterion sale comes up. Okay. Because yeah. that's when I usually buy. Well, now uh, I'm fine. I was I was just in a fucking. We well, this I mean, dude, the sale is like stuff, the so. I. Here's the thing about Criterion, right? Like, Criterion is like forty bucks a movie for like a Blu-ray, right? Um, that's not bad. It's not bad, but. Twice a year, they have a sale. Oh, okay. They have a summer sale, and then they have a like November sale. That that doesn't bother me though, because like 40, 40 bucks is really not. I know, but the sale is budget. always fifty percent off. So it's like, and it's always with Barnes and Noble, so you can go and like pick them up in store. So it's like there's two times a year where they you have these Barnes. Where I live. <laughs> well, <laughs> true, true, true. Barnes and Noble around here, but yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. But, but but I'm saying like the meta of Criterion Collection is that like the sale comes up and you spend like three hundred dollars and you buy like like a huge stack of movies. Yeah, for sure. Um, because that's how I started my Criterion Collection was like going out and buying like a bunch of box sets and like a bunch of stuff like that. Um, you know, ultimately just a waste of my money and my life. Nah. But what are you gonna do? Yeah, dude things i like them yep remember we were talking about that it's like you can never be a minimalist you love your things <laughs> no dude i like but you know absolutely i am a maximalist i love things all around me <laughs> a max uh, this is a funny thing a anti an anti-capitalist capitalist but also maximalist. a maximalist i don't think those two things are diametrically opposed to each other no maximalist it is, is a little, funny it's I'm a little though. extreme, I think, but it's like, yeah, I don't, you know, like, yeah, I, here's the thing. When you talk to people or a better way to think about it is when, when you, when you hear like people who come from outside of the United States talk about like, just like the like crazy, like what it's like to be a consumer in the United States is so different yeah, and I just sure. like realized it's just like one of those aspects that are so ingrained in me, mm-hmm. you know, and most Americans I would, I would wager for sure, you know? Yeah, I know. I was just making a joke. Um, I, I know, I know. Yeah, dude. French dispatch was dope. I, um, I don't think, I don't think that there's a Wes Anderson movie again it's like same with Paul Thomas where I was like I don't know if there's any movie he's come out with that I didn't like well you just haven't seen them all though it's true but it's like if 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 I haven't seen them I've everybody that has seen them has said that's a great movie well like like, a lot of people from for Wes uh uh, sorry for uh, Paul Thomas Anderson a lot of people don't care for Inherent Vice which was like I don't know, 2016 or something like that. Maybe maybe before that, 2014. I don't know. 
but a lot of people are just like not crazy about that movie. Um, I haven't seen it, so I'm not going to even weigh in on it, but, um, and Wes Anderson, I think the, the criticism that gets leveled against him is a little silly in my opinion, which is like, Oh, this movie is, is too Wes Anderson's too over the top, whatever. Yeah. You know, and I think that's like oh, that's fig. dumb. Like the like, you know, like say something. I can't. You froze. There she is. I big. <laughs> um, you know, I think that's a dumb. No, I will. I will bust your little tiny skull. You eat this cable. <laughs> that's not an appropriate thing. Um. I don't feel that way about Wes Anderson. I think uh I think he has such a specific style that's such his own style. Yeah. That you know, he's going to make his movie. But I but always some wonder people... like where he gets it from too cuz it's it's it almost feels like it it's weird cuz it's it's familiar. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it, it there's something familiar about his style. You know what I mean? Like where it's like I don't know. I don't I wonder well, where where what he what his like if you look at something like french dispatch you Mm -hmm. can see quite a few elements of his like inspiration kind of yeah playing out you can see like french new wave you can see a filmmaker uh by the name of jacques tati who is a very who's probably like the closest like analog to like um what Wes Anderson is, um, where Jacques Tati made very like rhythmic, very like deliberate movies, and he had the same criticism of like, oh, it's just another Jacques Tati movie, it's just another, it's the same, you know, it's the same thing. But um, he had a very similar like eye for aesthetics, um, and then also like, you know, the the French Dispatch is about the New Yorker. And I think you can see like that dr- that direct inspiration from those cartoons, you know, the New Yorker cartoons, and and the way that they're constructed, and the way that like. Also, um, can we acknowledge the the fact that he goes into cartoon in that one scene where it's just yeah the car chase? It's so crazy. <laughs> I love that. I mean, I think it's yeah. like he's. And I think that's one thing that some people criticize that movie for is just like it's like every single technique you can ever imagine happening all at once. Um, but yeah, anyway, I love that movie. It totally works for me. I understand if someone is like overwhelmed by it because it's just like a lot. You know? I watched but, it. I watched it with Mike, and Mike really liked it. He's like, he's like, he was. He was like, "Hey man, it was a weird day because he had uh he's having some some girl troubles and uh so I was like, "Hey man, well if you're not doing anything, come on over, you know. I'm I'm about to watch uh I was about to watch drive my car." And then he goes, "I go I'm just trying to like consume better art, trying to consume better movies, you know what I mean? Try just trying not to you know, watch fucking Chuck for the millionth time or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, so, I'm not trying to, you know, nothing wrong with I know, Chuck. I know, I know. But it, it's, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just trying to, like, you know, uh, 
expand a little bit. And and I was like, it's my day off. Mom's about to cook breakfast. And he goes, dude, I was like, why don't you come over? And he's like, oh, man, that sounds great. So he came over and he just goes, I go, I did hear that drive my car is insanely depressing. And so he, he I was like, this might not be the best one. And I was like, I was also thinking about watching French Dispatch. So he's like, let's watch that because he likes Wes Anderson. So I was like, okay. So yeah, drive my on. car. I wouldn't. I personally wouldn't say it's depressing. Mm-hmm. Um, there are depressing. Oh, dude! Moments. Like I, I watched the first half, or not the first half. I watched like the first third of the movie. Like, did you like, get to the credits even? Uh, what? The credits are like forty-five minutes into the movie. No, I didn't. I guess okay. I, I saw. His wife cheating on him, and then, okay. and then like him, and then her dying, and that was when I was like, "All right, I'm not in the right headspace." <laughs> okay, yeah. so you almost you almost made it. That's basically all the prologue. Oh, okay, cool. The credits roll like a little bit after that. Cool. Okay. Where it says "Drive my car" and like has mm-hmm. like the credit sequence, but yeah, the credits are seriously like 45 minutes in. That's like, crazy. Yeah, it's a very long. Yeah, movie. I just wasn't in the right headspace. I had to be. I was like, I heard well, this. Is I will like say one of the better. You said it was like the, your favorite movie of the of the easily, year, right? Yeah, easily. Yeah, and so. and you got to watch it. Uh, I think like the, um, where it goes after that is awesome. It's so yeah, yeah. It's such an interesting like exploration of the characters and uh, yeah. Just, yeah. Just dive back in, man. <laughs> yeah, mean, I gotta I get back in there. Like, you know, um, there's just moments. I'm in weird that about movie. movies with with that where it's like, it was it was very strange because it was the same thing with, you know, with Stalker. I was just kind of like, I I feel like I just need to be in a better a better spot than this right now. So I just I, well, I think you need to understand that the movie is gonna set up. The movie is trying to set you up mm-hmm. to feel a certain way. Yeah. And then the movie is going to try to work you and the characters through that setup. Yeah. In the context of Drive My Car, they're basically saying, like, this guy, this is this guy's baggage. Right. Right? He loves his wife. He has this good relationship, but he also has this element. There's this element of infidelity. There is... uh, yeah, there's a lot of conflicted feelings. Jerry yeah. watched it. She said it was good. She goes, "Oh yeah, babe, it's good." <laughs> it's it like, is "All good. right." <laughs> it is good and it goes in <laughs> such a I mean, yeah. Yeah. Once again, it's like a movie where it's like, "Man, they're not making movies like this." <laughs> no, man. No. It's so good. I honestly think I I like foreign crazy. films better now. Like I'm just like I'm watching them and it's just like I think I think because it takes me takes me out of my element, you know what I mean? Takes me out of like what I'm used to with modern American Yeah, it's nice to be kind of like cinema. have your your footing kind of like adjusted so you're not really like right processing like a, you know. I, I think that's good. I think it's good for everybody. I I, I think like uh what was it? I think um Bon Joon-ho said something like if people could get over the like one inch barrier of the subtitle they would have their minds really opened and 
right. and uh, expanded. And I totally agree with that because I think like how useful is it to like be able to understand another culture and another way absolutely of like consuming art mm-hmm. absolutely. and entertainment because it's like that is one of the things that human beings all need. They all want to experience. Oh, that was why Mike said that too. <laughs> Same thing that Mike said. He goes, I don't want to read subtitles. <laughs> Just like, oh, okay. I mean, yeah. honestly, here's the I thing. I get that. But. I can understand that feeling when you when it's in the context of like other having other people around yeah, that you're like sure. friends with. Like if you're hanging hanging out with some buddies and you're trying to watch a foreign movie, yeah. it's probably not going to be like super fun. Right. Well, and, he, and his compromise was Wes Anderson, so I was cool with it. I was like, all right, well, it's still a good movie, and it's still one I want to see. So, But drive my car. I've been, I've been in a, I, I've been in a little bit of a downer, downer mood in the last f- couple months. So it's. Like, I would eh. say drive my car is a little bit of good medicine. Yeah. Okay. I I think my my opinion of that movie is that it's uh like here's the thing it's dealing with death and trauma and right. grief and all those things but I think it's a very powerful and uplifting movie. That's what the, that's what yeah I I that's what I was expecting. I was ex- I I kind of knew I kind of kind of knew the premise. Uh, I didn't look it up either. I just kind of like from hearing other people talk about it and stuff like that. I was like, all right, so his wife's going to die. You know, like I, kn- I knew that right away. Um, didn't know about the infidelity thing, but I knew that like his wife's going to die and it's going to be like uh, my guess was it was because it's called drive my car. He's probably going to like have a companion. I don't know. This is just my my initial thoughts. So. I mean, all of those things are just the setup of the movie. It's not right. It's not the movie. Like, I know. I and that's, and I, that's watch I think that's the point. Like, <laughs> you know, like there's yeah. two hours of movie after those two things you just explained. I know. Well, and in, in on Letterbox, like I did, I spent like like a couple hours at work. We had some downtime, and so I just like went through from here from now until like uh like. I think it was like the 1970s is where I or 1980s or 70s where I stopped where it was just like I did all the all the winners of the best picture and uh but foreign films I did all the all their foreign films awards for the Oscars so you got a lot of yeah, movies Yeah crazy I I I wouldn't yeah, I even be able to scratch that list I don't even know I know it's crazy you know <laughs> Well a lot of them too I've seen so it's like you know, Forrest Gump and shit like that. So it's oh, like, for uh, Best Picture, yeah. yeah. I mean, the the problem with Best Picture movies is like some of them are good and some of them are bad. You know, like, for they're sure. Not all, they're not all good movies. Yeah, they. Uh, I watched Memoirs of a Geisha, mm-hmm. and they it won a lot of awards that the year it came out. But like, dude, people annihilated online. I watched it. I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. You know, so. It's like it's not bad. Yeah, I think that's one of those divisive movie. movies. I don't think. Yeah, it for has sure. A, you know, I think there's a lot. It of Might have been because it wasn't subtitles. It was. It was all in English. So. Yeah, uh, I mean, and it's about Japan. So. 
Well, I mean, he sort of, uh, Ang Lee did, uh, one of the, hold on, one, one second, hold on. Fig was acting crazy. Yeah. It's what else is new? <laughs> <laughs> that cat, dude. Incorrigible. No, uh, I don't remember what I was saying. It I don't matter. know. Murphy? Is it? Murphy's. Murphy? All right, I'm going to try one thing today. What? I'm going to try to get you into the cult again. I'm, I want to play another <laughs> cult song. Okay, all right. Because I feel like it's like that, that one is their biggest, big slammer that I gave you, but this song, it just slams. And uh, okay. if you don't like this one, it's like I'm, I'm going to give up. All right. Okay. All right. We're going to go with the cult. It's called Fire Woman. All right. You got it? Yes. Three, two, one, play. First of all, that album cover is the best album cover ever. <laughs> there you have it. Mm-hmm. Fire Woman. What'd you think? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. This kind of seems like a vehicular manslaughter song. <laughs> <laughs> That's the beauty of it. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> Like I can appreciate how stupid it is, <laughs> like That's absolutely. Fair. But it's like I can't. I had to I try just, one last time. I can't take it seriously, <laughs> dude. Like the last minute of the song is so funny. Like it's so stupid. Like it's like if someone was like like needed like to write uh you know like a like a fake band to be like Motley Crue, like on a movie, they would write this song. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone would be like, yeah, that is kind of like a, a, a funny, hilarious knockoff Motley Crue. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. It's just so uh. cheesy. <laughs> That's like I love about Honestly, it, this song is worse than the other song, I think. <laughs> And I don't really care for the other song that much, but and that's fair. Yeah, you just don't uh, like the, the cult. It, ain't happening. 
And it, it's not like it's you not gotta admit thing. this is a cheesy song. Of course I do, but it's yeah. it's just, just like I love it. I don't At know. At one why. point he's like yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> no, no, he goes yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is like exactly what I would do in a vehicular manslaughter song. Oh, but I love. I mean, it. I understand. Like somebody had to come up with this stuff. I so love it. Like, I don't. I don't. I don't know what it is. I think it's sick. I think it's it's got. I'm not telling to you it. to not like it. I'm just saying, like for me, this is like you don't tell me shit, son. <laughs> no, I don't. I, yeah, it, it's just like I just it was feels trying like a one pastiche, but it's like not a what a pastiche. You know what I mean? Like a like a style parody. Yeah. But it's yeah. not that. But no, they like take themselves too seriously. I but I feel like a- you can't be a pastiche without taking yourself a little seriously. Otherwise, it just seems. No, a I'm saying too- like I'm like. Well, past pastiche in this, you know, like it's it's almost like a song like Weird Al would write. You know, <laughs> that's like Weird Al writes like Weird Weird Al's albums are made up of parody and pastiche so you have like parody which is literally a direct a song that they's rewritten the lyrics to and then a pastiche which is a stylistic copy of a song that's Mm -hmm. not that's original song you know Mm -hmm. and that's what this song feels like to me is like it feels like a pastiche of like the motley Crue era yeah like you know like I think it's like darker than Motley Crue. No, I I Motley Crue's maybe not even the best example. I it's just close. kept thinking like, it's very close. Yeah. I kept thinking like it wasn't it's not as like anthemic as like no as like Motley Crue, but it's well, also that, the thing that I think is funny about it is that there's <laughs> the thing that maybe that I liked about it was there was like no lyrical like content <laughs> it's just kind of like not. it's just kind of like we rocking yeah, baby <laughs> that's what i'm saying like the song is called fire woman <laughs> yes sir like it sounds like a joke yes sir <laughs> it seems like a joke hey, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> fire woman you know it feels like it's just like <laughs> s- stupid like goofy like Dude, i love it they the, played the, uh the she sells sanctuary by the way for whoever's the one person listening uh she sell sanctuary was the first one i tried to get nate on and it didn't really go early over well. and i was like dude really early like on this i dude there like a couple summers ago i was obsessed with them um i'm you know i it, it just i guess i just I was could like see missing, maybe like, in the context of like a missing whole rocking, album you know what i mean yeah this is it. this is pure like this is like unadulterated like hair rock you know yeah for mean? sure it well it, they came out in the 90s so it was like early no, this 90s is the 80s this is I all 80s think fire woman came out in the 90s they were like one of those bands like right in the middle between it says the, right here the cult the love album is from yeah. 85 that's from the first thing you did yep, and then yep, this, yep, re- yep, this yep. record's from 89 so yep yep okay well, it was. I know that like they did one more that I want to show you, but I, I, I just, I think at this point it's irrelevant. I mean, uh, you can show it to me, but it's just like you're I not gonna like. It. It's called I love, this- love removal machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I would say that's. It was came out the year I was born. (laughs) Oh, okay. Anyway, no, Fire Woman was the the my last my last uh, my hail mary, if you will. I I, dude, I dude, trust me, I totally get like the that like it's a joke, but to me, it's just it's just fucking fun, man. Like, here's the thing, like. You I know love that I'm Temple. down. You know I'm down for like the cornball stuff if it's from like the 60s and the 70s. Yeah, like the budgies of the world. Well, I mean, like this the- was it was a, this Fire Woman was in '89. It says on Spotify. So and that's what I just said. 60s and the 70s. I can get down with the corny stuff. Yeah, and then in the 80s, the cornball stuff sours on me. Yeah, yeah, you're not an '80s guy, not at all. I like I like '80s music, but it like I well, there's there's '80s music I like, but it's I mean, yeah, like yeah, it's not it's, it's not really your tough. forte. You 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 prefer '70s stuff. I like Van Halen a lot. Okay, there yeah, a lot okay. a lot. Yeah, me too. Yeah, uh, because I think they're great, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of their contemporaries I don't like. Yeah, know? for sure. Um. Yeah. So the eighties is not, in general, just not a time. Strictly eighties, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd be more likely to like that stuff than like a lot of the rock stuff from the eighties. Yeah. Well, you told me you like uh uh what was it, Piano Man or whatever. When no, I, I like, said that that's one of Ashley's favorite songs. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that is one of my least favorite songs ever. I think that's funny. Yeah, I hate it. Hey, man. <laughs> all right. All Anyways, good. Nate's not a cult fan. <laughs> not really, no. Also, I think it's just like such a cool band name. I love that name. Yeah. I would use this song like as a joke. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, it sounds like a joke to me. It's a little bit is <laughs> like I know, but I don't believe that they're in on the joke, and I think that's part. No, of the no, no. I think they they were just laughing at them. <laughs> yes, I think I it's a rocker. So I'm like, hell yeah, dude, this is sick. <laughs> well, it is sort of undeniably a rocker. Like mm-hmm. I'm not trying to say it's not a rocker. <laughs> dude, I think it's sick, bro. You got one for me. I uh, I could totally have one for you. All right. Just trying to think of how weird. I feel like I got to go real weird now. You do because you said you don't want to record another one. So. I dude, my favorite was the It's not about want, it's about By the way, I think morning. that our best episodes, at least the ones that I have the most fun during or after hours episodes, dude. Well, where I'm, we we're drunk we as probably shit and... we probably should have done this as an after hours, but we didn't because it's at three o'clock in the morning. I know, um, but that's okay. Yeah. We didn't do it as after hours. It's great. <sighs> um, it's too much fun. So I'm not gonna pick an after hours esque track. I'm going to pick a track simply called. The Yaba. <laughs> okay. The Yaba. Y-A-B-B-A. The Yaba. Battles? Yes. The Yaba. The Yaba by ready? Battles. 
Are you ready? Yes. Three, two, one, play. Looks like their album cover is a big breakfast. <laughs> Yabba. The Yabba. That's a song. <laughs> that exists in the universe. <laughs> That shit was all over the place, dude. (laughs) The Yaba. Had a groove to it, though. Had a good groove. Yeah, I love that song. That was sick. (laughs) I love the big breakfast photo. Yeah, it's pretty cool, isn't it? Mm. That's Battles, The Yaba. The Yaba. Not my favorite battle song, but, uh, you know, one yeah. that I felt like we could, we could do. We could actually get, you know, we could actually make it happen. <laughs> we could, we could make it happen, huh? <laughs> yeah, because there's some that I'm like, yeah, we can't make it happen. <laughs> Not on this show. I don't know what make it happen means. Yeah, some of their songs, I'm like, yeah, we can't make it happen. We can make it happen. Come on, bro. Some of it's like, you have to just be in the, like, in it to really, like, enjoy it. Mm Mm-hmm. And this, this is like, this is the first song on the album. Yeah, three million plays. So I think it kind of like, it's like a kickoff for the album. Mm. And I think it's a pretty cool song. This is Battles. It's on Battles. It's track four on This Is Battles on the Spotify playlist. Never well, even heard of this first, band. It's the first track on Lottie Dottie. Right. 
but it's if you look up the Yaba, or if you look it's up just battles on their, rather, like, artist playlist, sure. right, sure. right. Yeah, it's cool. It I mean, I think three. like it's One not of as three. iconic as uh, Atlas, which is probably their most like iconic, mm. great song. But that song is, uh, yeah, that's that song is awesome. I love that song. There's there's a lot of good song. I mean, there's a lot of good. This band is just like the most left field band. Really, sort of avant garde, weird rock, New York. Brooklyn rock band, you know, just Ooh. super weird, doing weird stuff with loopers and crazy guitar sounds, and, you know. Sure. Uh, yeah, I think they're real cool. So, the you Yama. heard it first, folks. He <laughs> thinks you're really cool. I do. I do think. <laughs> uh, this is the first. Uh, this is the first song on my playlist. That I have uh, I've had for quite some time. Is it called Out of Left Field? No, it's called I'm trying to It's called Hot Night Drive. Hot Night Drive. When it's uh, when I gotta do a night drive. And it's on, like on super hot and humid. And it's hot. You gotta I got like a good forty songs. Nice that are there it's simultaneous it's songs that i like hmm. that are interesting and sort of thought-provoking but it's also music that i'm like i don't think the other people in the van are gonna be able to fall asleep to these songs right? <laughs> so, so it's like all, kind of a fuck you for we all must <laughs> we all suffer <laughs> <laughs> so it's a huge fuck you for like, hot night. I'm sure, drive. Aaron loves that. <laughs> Welcome to Hot Night Drive. <laughs> no, dude. Some of the songs are insanely. That the thing is, it's sort of about whiplash. Like some of the songs are insanely chill and, and nice, right? And then some songs are like real, not that the you know the antithesis. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. Ultimately, if you're tired, you'll just sleep and put headphones in, and who cares? But right in my mind, this is like the I dare you to fall asleep to this playlist. What's funny is when we were touring with uh, Nihilio, um, they would throw on like like August Burns Red or something. You know, like, I can so fall asleep to that stuff instantly. Me too. Like I literally, it's like just even noise. to this day. Yeah, it is. This is what it feels like. It's like, it's just so repetitive. I dare you to like, fall asleep to the Yaba, though. You can't. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it's just like so, like dynamically, it's like so all over right, the place. Right, and like, right. um, it's just like much more. I think that's kind of the point, right? Keep keep your attention. Hot night, hot night drive. Yeah. Like, so literally for me, it's, it's a, a playlist that like stimulates me. Right. Um, but it's also, yeah, like, you know, it's just like not like repetitive music. Uh, I, so I used to, like, I love the extreme, uh, Norwegian metal band, Mashuga. I love that band. And I used to listen to that to, to their records, uh, 
to and from work like back in the day and i would legitimately fall asleep at the wheel yeah like yeah for sure i would like the 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 and i had to just and i started to realize like i can't listen to music that's this like dynamically monotonous right because it just i i will fall asleep yeah. Like literally I'd be listening to like the most intense music. Just like you know like just yeah, crazy crazy sure. metal music. But I was like the like after it sort of settles in like that dynamic level, it's just like it never it, yeah, it's just flatlined. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So no, I would just fall asleep. That's what I mean by like when they would listen to metal things, they used to think it was like, oh, we're going to keep you awake. And it was like, dude, I like, especially from years and years of touring like that, like I can fall asleep to that easy, easier than anything. You know what I mean? Like 100%. If you, yeah. if you put on like some kind of math or uh, like some kind of like, I, I, I guess we could call it math rock or whatever, but. It's like that, you know, like super double pedal, like super, you know, just blast beats and then breakdowns and then blast beats and break. Dude, it's like, yeah, it's I'm, like I'm, metal core, whatever. I am out. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I'm so, uh, I'm like half falling asleep, you know? And it's because of touring with these motherfuckers for so long. It, at first, it was like a nightmare. But then after a while, I was just passing out in the fucking van you know yeah so. i i think there's probably a misconception that like loud crazy angry music will keep you up but i don't think so i think it's really about dynamics and or right. i think some of it's about familiarity like right uh, yeah if i play and and in this case then maybe they're in the right mindset but um sometimes it's about like play an album that i want to sing along to or whatever yeah um and that'll sort of stimulate me right you know? keep me awake or you know switch between like music and podcast or whatever to try to like yeah podcast now is like my my go-to like podcasts or audiobooks it's real easy for me to like tune out a podcast though yeah me too so I mean, honestly, we don't do nearly as many, like, night drives as we used to. I made this playlist when we were doing, like, a crazy A-market tour where all the drives were long. Yeah. You know, basically, the idea behind A-market tour is you're playing the biggest cities in America, which are not adjacent to each other. So, you're going from, you know, (laughs) like... New York to... Sure, you'll play Detroit Boston. To Chicago well, honestly, to- the New York area is one of the easiest areas. Uh, is it? It gets, yeah, because the Northeast Coast is so condensed. You'll play Boston, New That's York. That's true. Yeah. Uh, then you'll play Baltimore, maybe. Then you'll play, you know, all these drives are a few hours. Do you ever uh, go from it- Boston to Providence, like Rhode Island? Um. Have you ever played? not on an A market tour? Yeah. Have you ever played in Providence? <clears throat> yep. Yeah. With author, I did. Oh no shit. Yeah, I never played in uh, with with my epic. Hmm. Um, but yeah, we we did a lot more extensive, like smaller tours, sure. like with author in that area. The Canadian tour sounded like a lot of fun. 
it was fun. It wasn't particularly like useful. Beneficial. (laughs) It wasn't not beneficial, but it was just like so much driving for so few shows. Sure. And you're basically driving like through like, (laughs) like woods across half the country to play like five shows or whatever. Right. Right. It's, but the West coast feels like that way. Like, yeah, for sure. Like, that was one of the hard things about like and and if you talk to other people like other bands that do like a market tours if you're a small band mm-hmm. it's like you might play Minneapolis and then you might drive to maybe Salt Lake City yeah i was going to say like Bozeman or any of those like Montana's it's like nah i've played those on not a market tours yeah now like i said great but but so that all this this context is for if you're supporting a bigger band you know mm-hmm. if you're just playing like a tour that like maybe is like geared towards your smaller band then yeah you'll probably be okay and you can book you know you can you can maybe book a show in north dakota maybe book a show in north dakota maybe book a show in south dakota maybe maybe one of those you could find a show right. Then you got a huge drive into Montana. You can maybe play Bozeman. I don't remember what I was saying. It's all good. You know how it is, man. You're just like on the road doing it, hogging. (laughs) And then you want some crazy fucking like dynamic music. Dude, I get that, man. No, it's cool. I got to look into them. Once again... Nate Washburn strikes again. Mm. I mean, you got you 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 have to you have Dude, to that like I don't even know I I couldn't find that Morse code thing, and then mm-hmm. I it was like the late it's like a label compilation, erase um, tapes yeah erase tapes yep mm. and uh, so once I found that I was like oh dude that album is <laughs> so cool <laughs> yeah. so dope. And that song, you're right. It was like you're you were even. I think you even threw out a caveat. You were like, "It's not the best song on the album," but he, you were like, "It has definitely got a vibe," you know. Like, and it's we were just. In I that, don't know. I, it might be the best song on the album. I, I it's know. very cool. It's real so. good. It's real good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love uh, I love that stuff. You yeah, know. Dude. I love having this show because you just basically introduced me into things that I'm going to be listening to for the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, I'm a little bit. Uh, uh, so, if you want to dive in on battles, I would start with uh, uh, I think it's called Mirror or whatever. Uh, mirrored. Yeah. I think that's what most people consider to be like the classic battles album. So if you want to just jam it, it's just like, I mean, you got a taste of what they're doing. They're just doing weird. Right. Like avant-garde, strange rock stuff. Sure. So, yeah. Um, but I dig it. I, I, I've thought, um, I think they're I think they're a cool band. <laughs> Fair enough. So um <laughs> it's different. It's gonna be different. You know what? You know what was interesting is like their song their biggest song 
was used as like one of the level, like like one of the music, uh, one of the tracks for the levels on this game called Little Big Planet. Like back in the day, I heard about that. Wait, Little Big Planet was that the yarn ball thing? Yeah. Oh, that was a great game. Yeah. Love that game. So if you played Little Big Planet one, then you've heard Battles music. Okay. Okay. They have like one of their songs is like one of the tunes to one of those levels. Yeah, dude. It's kind of cool. So. So there you go, little fuck. Yeah, just like a kind of fun, weird platformer platformer adventure game, you know. For sure. But yeah, cool music is cool. Hey, we like musics. We like music. <laughs> Are you a Barry yeah. fan? Do you watch Barry at all? Ah, uh, Barry. Yes. They just uh, put out the new episode. Yeah, I'm probably going to wait until it's all out. Mm. I think I've seen all you- of season one. And- oh, you know what? I don't know if I've seen all of season two. I've for sure seen season one. Fun show. And uh, I probably need to dive in on season. I'm going to tell you right now, NoHo Hank is probably my favorite character of any- <laughs> anybody and anything. It's I love NoHo Hank. Which one is he? He's the fucking like Russian like gay dude. That's just like 50-50 Christopher. <laughs> he gets so oh, he's like he's the main, the like bald headed guy. Yeah. See, okay. all my guys are suck balls. <laughs> and then his guy goes, If I'm suck balls, you are suck balls king master. <laughs> I love yeah, Noho Hank. He's yeah, I, I guess I need to watch it again. I, I don't know. He I thought it funny. was good. I, I don't, I'm not trying to say it wasn't good. I, uh, if you live in Los Angeles, man. And if you like know any actors, like, and if you murder is, people, not murder, but that's the fun twist of the show. But man, dude, do they have like the actress on that 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 like self centered like girlfriend of Barry and all that shit? It's very on point, you know. <laughs> Anybody that's lived in Los Angeles knows a friend like that. You know what I mean? So it's very, and I love fucking uh, Fonzie. What's his name? Uh, Henry Winkler, and it's very, very fucking funny. Yeah. I, uh, like, I don't have anything bad to say about the show other than it just never, I never, like, watched it and was like, God, I gotta watch, I gotta watch the next one right now. That's true. That's true. You yeah, know, it's, it's, it's never. Definitely, it's definitely, like, a, it's like a Chuck thing. It's like a, just a fun show, you know? Yeah, I've always enjoyed it. I, I love never, Bill Hader too. Like I'm a yeah, big I, Bill Hader. Like fan, I said, so. I don't have anything bad to say. It's all good. I just for some reason the show never grabs me in a significant way. Sure. For some reason. I don't have an explanation for it. Yeah, dude. I I haven't watched an episode, you know, like I started season two and then at some point I just forgot that I was watching it and I never finished it. Yeah, that happens to me a couple times. That happened and, to me with that Viking show. I was like, at first, right. the first couple episodes, were like, this is kind of cool. And then I was like, eh. I don't have a quantifiable thing to say other than I right. just didn't feel compelled to, like, <laughs> you know. 
But there are shows that like grab me that are like, you are going to watch this, you know? Like Severance? <laughs> that yeah. show is so goddamn good, dude. Severance, as soon as the episode is over, I literally am like, I would do anything to see the next episode. Dude, me too. <laughs> me too. I would me like... Too. I would do the most sinister deed. I'm kind of like see. thinking about rewatching it right now. Like, dude, that show dude, is so good. So I I went to I was like talking to Ashley, and I was like, I was like, I I think you would like this show, and I just want to rewatch it so bad. <laughs> like, I just want to watch it, and it would be so fun to like watch it with someone else who's like getting to experience the twists and stuff and she's like i don't i don't want to like i don't i was like you just don't even know anything about you know she doesn't know what it exists she doesn't knows nothing about it right and i was like please like this is all i want (laughs) in the world it's like another person to just like leech the like experience off oh yeah for sure so good dude it's really good they don't make them like that anymore. I, I think I want to make a tentative. I'm gonna make a next album I write with you. We're gonna tentative title is uh, is uh, uh, fuck. God damn it, uh, Defiant Jazz. <laughs> oh, dude, <laughs> it's like one of my favorite episodes. That dance Defiant scene is Jazz so- is unbelievable episode, mm-hmm. and the the dance that dude does is yeah. just it's. <laughs> Dude, he's just like, uh, <laughs> and I love like uh, what's his nuts like the main character. He's just like, yes, <laughs> dude, like that that dance. He's like so awkward. Oh, man, I'm s- dude. Yeah, uh, dude, I'm getting, dude. I was talking about the show, and I was yeah. So I was talking to Ashley about. It. I was like, dude, you just watch it. And then I said something about it to Tyler and and because he's watched it and I was like, dude, I was like, this shows me. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I don't think it's must watch TV. And I was like, I was about to like lose my mind. I was <laughs> like, sounds like you, something Tyler would say. <laughs> I was like, are you trying to tell me you don't think that Severance is must watch TV? I was like, name anything <laughs> that you think is must watch TV that exists right now over that because anything you say will sound like, you know, you know, like, uh, it it will sound like yo Gabba Gabba in (laughs) comparison. Like, because like, there's nothing on TV that's doing this. Like nothing. Yep. I about went through the roof, dude. Dude. I bet. I about lost my mind, dude. Dude lift off you know what i'm saying yeah but this my, dude my trying only to tell concern, me it's not what must my only watch concern TV. is like anytime i get this into a tv show it just gets worse after you here's know the I mean? thing like, it doesn't matter at this point because it's like we have the first season like yeah. the first season is just like one after another murder just like boom boom mm-hmm. boom it's so good it's perfect mm-hmm. so it's just like okay we got a perfect season under the belt. Like where where they go from now, that's totally cool. But you can't take that away that they did. You know, right? They One, played the perfect game. A first you know? season of of just 
they absolutely. pitched a perfect game. Yeah, absolutely. I think I that think first any time you finish this episode, like you just you just got to see the next one. That's so. what I'm saying. I would have done anything, <laughs> anything, anything for the next episode. Yeah, me too. Like literally, Dude, when he shouts the- that, like I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> but I feel like almost every episode feels like that. Yeah, yeah. Almost yeah. every single one feels like, what do I have to do? Right. What kind of bargaining do I Whose have to do? Whose dick do I have to suck? <laughs> like, what what unspeakable task must I, must, must I undertake to get this next episode? Dude, yeah. Dude, I, I honestly, felt. dude, I, I think, and this is high praise, but I, I truly think, like, I haven't been this stoked about a show and this is stupid because the show isn't even that good but at the time it was the best i haven't been this stoked about something like this since lost and i would say breaking bad but it took me longer to get into breaking bad it's like in that higher echelon of like tv shows for me where it's like this is one of those where it's like i will wait for the new episode you know what i mean anticipating something awesome you know but lost was the like the last one where it was the last show where i where i had to wait a week to see the next episode well my hot take is that um because we live in the binging world and i think which i think is bad for us i absolutely think it's terrible for us yeah for sure and i think that like the fact that we have to wait for this is is probably better. It's genius yeah it's, it is. it's a good play it is nope they did their they figured it out they were like okay netflix releases it all at one Hulu does it like that and they're like we're gonna we're not gonna do it yeah we're gonna put out severance and we're gonna just dominate dude <laughs> dominate the mind what's um, funny too is i didn't realize stiller like did it until like way late in the season i didn't realize his name is all over it i don't yeah. really understand how he i didn't that. know that it was his show that's it's crazy man this might be i the mean way. he's not he's not like he's not the show runner there's a guy he's the director right isn't he he's the director the yeah. there's a guy who wrote the script like many years ago the script has been floating around hollywood for a while really um, yeah sort of one of those like oh have you read that it's so good you know those kind <laughs> of nobody things. picked it up i mean that that's hollywood that's just how yeah, it works for sure you know people go like does it got superheroes in it <laughs> is it iron man Dude, you don't have to tell me this i live there <laughs> does it have iron man does it oh. have does it have a web shooting superhero in it? <laughs> How many Iron Man does it have? It has seven and a half Iron Man. <laughs> Tell me, does it have Iron Man's? How many? Dude, that's so true. But that's no, crazy. But, but I didn't know that. But yeah, so um, yeah, so I was kind of floating around for a while, and mm. um, well, what's funny is like you. You, uh, Josie recommended it to me first. He goes, bro, you got to watch mm-hmm. this like severance thing. It's like a crazy take on like work, work life, you know? And and I was just like, so it's another office. You know what I mean? Like I didn't, I didn't have any clue, you know, what, what it was yeah. about. I saw the things I was like, it, some surreal thing about, you know, 
office life, which it kind of is. And then you were like, bro, <laughs> you need to watch this. I was like, you're going to watch this or we're going to be done nah. as friends. And I watched it and I was like, sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> you're either going to be my friend or you're going to be one of those people who does not watch Dude, this Dude, I'm show. like, com- anybody that comments on it is like, has anybody seen this shit? And I'm just like, it's the best thing that's come out in like the last it's like, decade. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy, man. Yeah, it's so good. I was on my meeting before we started this today, uh, and I was like talking with the dudes, and like someone was like, "You know what show I just I was watching that's really good," and like me and the t- and two other dudes were like Severance, <laughs> 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 and then the guy kept uh, it was Trev, and he kept playing like he 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 was saying some other show. But like every time he went to say it, we were like Severance. <laughs> He's like, "No, I've been watching Severance. <laughs> severance." <laughs> we're like, "We don't care what you have to say, Severance." <laughs> yeah, yeah. One, two, three, four, Severance. Severance. <laughs> <laughs> like this is the best show ever. It's it's so good. Insane. I love dude. it. I will say it is really good to have Better Call Saul back on TV for its last season. I think Better Call Saul is better than Breaking Bad, easily easy i gotta i gotta watch it because i never even started that one i like i rewatched breaking bad last year and i was pretty underwhelmed and personally i personally was pretty can i give you this caveat then it took me for fucking ever to get into breaking bad like I i was well after when i got into it i was well after the hype and anytime I talk to anybody about it, they're like, yeah, dude, that was so, you know, you're so 2008 type of look, you know? And I was like, dude, I couldn't get into it. It was like you were talking about with Barry. It was like, I just couldn't, like, it just didn't grab me. I had a similar problem when I watched it the first time. I think the first two seasons are pretty clunky mm-hmm. and there's, it's like kind of oscillates between like... There's great moments, maybe even in every episode. I think that El Camino was a great movie. Like afterwards, I really liked sure. El Camino. Yeah, I liked El Camino a lot. Um, I think that the when you're watching the first season of Breaking Bad and the second season of Breaking Bad, they're just like it's almost like so like the zeitgeist had a collective memory of like basically going like. We went through this. We, we like it hadn't caught on in the same way for those first two seasons. I don't think they're really that good. Like, I think like there's great stuff that happens and the, and and the plot kind of moves along, but it's like, it takes forever to tell uh, a story and there's lots of stuff. Skylar sucks. You know, like, I mean, like I, you, you have more sympathy for Skylar now that you kind of understand the situation, Yeah, but it's like that, that conflict is not enjoyable to me. Like, I don't enjoy revisiting that conflict. I don't particularly like either character in that situation. I'm not really, I know that I'm not, you know, I'm not rooting for Walt because he's awful. And Skylar is just sort of being insufferable, even though she's not, she's like in the right. And it's just like, 
honestly, I fast forwarded a ton of it. I was just like, I can't watch this. I'm just gonna, yeah, for sure, you know. And um, it gets really good. It really does. But I think one of the things to consider is like Saul Goodman's character. I'm not saying he's like, oh, the only thing good about the show, but it's like that that like pivotal moment of the show where they start like succeeding and like you know like running their business or whatever yeah it like that doesn't even happen until the end of season two so saul goodman is not in the show until like episode 11 of season two Mm -hmm. so then it's like i think season three is great i think season four is really good too and season five is good so it's like i think like it gets good but uh, right i don't know yeah well it took me that and and that 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 kind of confirms my suspicions which it was was like in the beginning dude it t- i watched that first episode dude i don't i can't tell you how many times to try to get into the show and mm-hmm. i just couldn't get into it and then i had one summer where i was just working and living with my parents and hating my fucking life and just watching it and i was like ah okay i got it now you know what i mean like i understood it finally and then i just watched i just binged the whole thing and i was like yeah, that was a really good fucking show. I get why people really liked it, but it was like, dude, those first two seasons were really hard to engage. You know. It yeah, took, they also it took don't me... look very good. Yeah. In yeah. modern context, they're pretty like janky. Right, right. Low budget. I mean, that's fine. I understand it being low budget, but mm-hmm. it's like it's just kind of rough around the edges in a way that's not very charming. Yeah, it just didn't um, like it didn't grab me. I don't I mean, know. Why. Honestly, TV was just different then. So it's yeah. like they were sort of at the forefront and then it became part of the zeitgeist of the like, oh, this is like golden era TV and people were talking about it mm-hmm. so much and and so that I think that's with me with Twin Peaks where it just took me a while to like watch through it because it was just so Yeah, and Twin Peaks is once again it's kind of understandable. It's like way a different time. era, different yeah, it was time, the time, you know. Yeah. Um but I will say Better Call Saul, I think, is a I gotta watch all... it. I, I just yeah, man. Never, I, I watched like the f- first f- like four episodes, I think, and it was like, all right, cool. Yeah, I do think it has a little bit of the same problem where the it just keeps getting better. Um, and I'm and like maybe the first season isn't like the I just watched thing. uh uh what's his name Odenkirk, right? Is that is that his name? Mm-hmm. Bob. Bob? Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk, the Better Call Saul guy. I yeah. watched like an animated thing with him called Undone on Amazon, and I really liked it. Um, cool. Yeah. So I gotta look into it. Anyway. Yeah, I'll I'll recommend Better Call Saul. It's finishing its last season now. I think I st- <laughs> the one that's gonna that's it's I'm I'm gonna kick myself if I don't watch through is Mad Men. Like I just never could get through Mad Men, but you keep being like it's the best. <laughs> it's my it's my favorite show easily. Yeah, yeah, no competition. Nate just really likes it, and you heard it here, folks. He really likes it watching secretaries getting slapped in the ass. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I, that happens. I'm sure on the show, but that's not really what the show's about. I'm kidding. <laughs> but hey, I, I do love the '60s. Yeah, and I love, I love sort of like an iconoclastic point of view. 
which meaning, you know, that it's, uh, it's willing to dismantle the machismo of like that era. Yeah. Which I think the show does really well. And maybe people disagree with me, but I think maybe you're just watching a different show or you're just not picking up what they're laying down. Um, yeah, and I think the 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 characters are like end endlessly interesting and and like fleshed out to the point where I think one of the biggest criticisms of Mad Men is like, oh, it's boring and like nothing happens. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. Like I didn't uh, get that. I just I just could never engage. Like it it just took me a while. I've watched again, it's the same as with Breaking Bad. I know it's a good show, and I know like once I get into it, I'm gonna be hooked. The but. here's the difference, like and, and some of this comes down to difference of, of people and their personalities and whatever. Like and this is the reason why Breaking Bad didn't work for me watching it through a second time is in my opinion, that show one hundred percent is like this plot driven like machine where yeah like it's where Walt and the gang are in trouble and <laughs> this and this and this are up to some hijinks <laughs> and what are they going to do to get out of it right suspense what what's going to happen how are they going to figure this out all these little puzzle pieces and it's like this buildup of like tension. It's like a thriller, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like constantly building tension. Like, oh my god, it's what's gonna happen? Aztec. <laughs> it's fucking and it's like I'm, car. It's not that there's not character moments or other Is that things. Pontiac, Aztec, <laughs> Pontiac. Yeah, that's pretty sick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead. But it, but it's like, but it, you know, it's like constantly just like building the pressure of like, oh, like like the plot has like all these, you know, pressure yeah. points. Yeah. And if you know how it's resolved, if you have watched it before, it just feels a little flat to me. Like when I watched it, I was like, well, I don't, this tension is gone. I don't, right. right. I know, you know how this, I know how they get out of this. Yep. And it's not that I don't enjoy watching it again. It's just like, it's not the same. Right. And like Mad Men is like the opposite. Oh, you know? so it's like each time you watch it, you get something new out of it. A hundred percent. In fact, I would argue, and, I, and I've had this conversation with other fans of the show, where I'm like, dude, how crazy is it that you go through the entire show feeling one way about the character, and then you like, a character who's in every episode, you know, for seven seasons, and then you go back and watch it and go, whoa this i hated this character the first time but like this dude is right like he right he's you know like i actually you know it's just like it it's just so different it's just a different thing it's not for you know i'm not trying to say one is way better than the other or whatever my opinion is that Mad Men is infinitely rewatchable because it's so much about the characters and so much about like telling the story of the characters and like and and presenting something that feels very like fundamentally human yeah. and so 
you can, you know, I think most people like, I'll just do this, the lightest spoiler ever and to say like, essentially the show is told from the, you know, perspective of Peggy, like the, who starts off as the like, Handmaid's you know, receptionist. Girl. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But especially if you started watching that show when it came out, that's the last thing you would ever think. The show does not tell you that. It does right. not insinuate that. You think that Don Draper is the cool guy, the guy. Mick, yeah. you know, but that's not the case. The show is just like another character. Yeah. He's one of the characters. And, yeah. and although the show does is told from his perspective, like often, um, it is not trying to posture him as the protagonist. And I think a lot of people miss that because it's not, it's subtext. Most of the show is subtext. It's not, sure. you know, um, so for some people, they'd be like, that doesn't sound very good. I just How many seasons pers- is there? Seven. You know, for some people, they just want to know how many Iron Mans is in it's in, in the show. <laughs> Wait, how many Iron Mans is in there? <laughs> how many Iron Mans? How many of the Marvels is going to come on the screen when um, they do the, you know, the show comes on? The big reveal. The big reveal. It's, it's like, oh, uh, you got a Spider-Man? Now you're going to get more Spider-Man. Will you tell me when the Captain America's is here? No, 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 no. The recent one was Spider-Man, and it was a Spider-Man movie, and guess what but happened? With guess, multi, what, guess what multi-men. happened? <laughs> guess what happened, Nate? More than one Spider-Man? Oh, there was a bunch of Spider-Mans on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Andrew Garfield, man. So good. He's a good actor, man. He was awesome in he, that. He he's thought. he's creeping to become one of my boys. Like he's, he's doing he really he's stole creeping. It on that movie. He's I creeping. I didn't love that movie, but every time he was on screen Remember was like, Childish Ooh. Gambino? Like he's he's creeping. He's creeping yeah. up. He's coming he's coming up, man. I mean, I mean he, he I've liked him that. in a lot of things and he reminds me of my cousin that died, which is very like sentimental, but uh he's very much well, I loved Tick, Tick, I Boom. Know. I was. Uh, I gotta know. watch it. I gotta watch it. Yeah. I'm crazy for Tick, Tick, Boom. Holy smokes! I watch it. It's another I one. I love it. You you were telling me I wasn't a big fan of Rent, but yeah, it's were, not Rent. So I know, but it's the you guy might that wrote not like it. it. I'm not saying whether you like it or not. I don't think. Well, no, think. no, because Josie, you know, all my like best friends have told me like you need to watch this because. It's not about rent. It's about it's about any artist's struggle. You know what I mean? It's like, literally not about rent though. Well It's about it him writing of, it, right? No, he's he's he is working I don't want to give the movie away too much, but he's working on his first big Broadway. Right. Yeah. That's what, he, what I'm what, saying. It's like so so it's just But it's an not rent. Struggle. He's not working on rent. That's fair. So That's fair. That's fair. The okay. context of like So knowing that knowing that is actually actually makes me want to watch it more because Like he's not just, he's not like I'm writing it's just a I'm struggle, not writing right? rent. He's writing like a sci fi like space like musical. Okay, cool. And No, I, the, I, I, I know I'll like it. He after, goes after, on 
two two musicals later he writes rent or whatever yeah so well after after like you and josie both were have been like you need to watch it dude dude it's- me and tyler just freaking crank it up and just jam dude mm-hmm. tick tick boom because the music is so cheesy and awesome like it's <laughs> so like it's like dude it's so awesome I think I'll like it because I the, the the way that Josie explained it to me, he goes, he goes, you should love it because it's just about like a working stiff guy that yeah, I've trying to make his dreams come true. As yeah. long as you're cool with music musicals, which I think you are, yeah, of course. Uh, I liked yeah. Hamilton; it was cool. You're gonna like it, man. Hamilton was dope. I I, I really liked. Uh, growing up, I really liked like, uh, even though it's not technically a musical kind of is uh moulin rouge i was a really big fan of moulin rouge i was a really big fan of uh uh phantom of the opera both the movie and the play or and the musical or whatever i saw both i saw phantom live uh les mis probably is probably the best honestly les mis is well this isn't like any of those things but you should watch it fair like it Fair You're gonna like it. He's I think great like in it. it. Yeah, he's great in it. The music is super cornball, like early Dude. '90s, like like rock opera kind of music. It's real dumb and real Dude, cool. I I like I said, he's creeping. He's coming up. Like I I, I think you watch this movie. He's gonna be right there. He's gonna be my boy. Oh, he's dude. gonna be a boy. Tyler and I kept saying we thought he should have won Best Actor. I mean, he he was nominated. He didn't win, but you know, four tick tick boom. He was yeah. I, we wow. were we were both like this is the dude. If I had to pick, he would have he would have been. He best just actor. seems like a genuine dude, and he just seems he did like I don't. I'm never mad when he's in anything. That's why I was like kind of bummed that he wasn't a a decent spatter man because I I really didn't mind. I just those think movies. it was the movies that weren't. They were good. just bad. Yeah, it wasn't him. I think he was a good Spider Man. Yeah, and I like. Well, you em- talk to somebody Emma Stone like John. When Stacy was good, like John, John likes uh, him Fanta. the that yes, he likes him the best as Spider Man because he feels like it's the closest to like the Spider Man he grew up with. I agree. Whereas I, you're a Toby guy. I'm a Toby guy because I don't care about. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I really yeah. don't care about any Spider Man. Got to be nerdy, Tom. right? Like that. That that's. Well, like Tom Toby, Holland's the worst Spider-Man. We can we can we can agree with that. He's trash. Um, but uh, I don't know if I he's trash. He got the better movies it. though. That's the problem. He got Tom the better. Holland? Yeah, I like think the, Tom Holland's movies are. I uh, I think Homecoming is okay, and I think the other two movies are really. I don't like. I, them. I, I'm saying him as a as a Spider-Man. He got a better. He got a better. Well, movies yeah. than Andrew Garfield. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Toby Maguire. I mean, Spider-Man 1 and 2, knockouts. I yeah, think. they're cool. Especially Spider-Man 2, Toby Maguire. I think that's like probably the best comic book movie ever. You think so? Yeah. Even even Dark Knight? You're, say, you're saying he's beating Dark Knight? The thing... Like, here's the thing. Dark Knight <laughs> is a great movie. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's not really even a comic book movie. I know. It doesn't feel like a comic book at all. so goddamn good. <laughs> I know. I'm saying if here's okay. okay. I have uh, just for your for just for your reference. If yeah. I say something like like most movies don't feel like comic books, even if they're based on a comic book. Right. 
it's like pretty rare that I would watch a movie and be like, that feels like a comic book. Other than really all doesn't this Marvel shit. Yeah. Most of the Marvel shit doesn't feel like uh doesn't feel like a comic book. Yeah. Uh some of it does, but most of it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And like I would say if you want to watch a movie that really truly earnestly feels like how like how it feels to read a comic book, Spider-Man 2 is like that's how it feels. Yeah. It's like kinetic, bombastic uh like you know really like places the the characters in the right you know in the frame in a way that feels like comic book style yeah the action sequences feel comic comic booky you know the characters feel a little bit like heightened you know like they're not they're not like that's the thing Christopher Nolan movies like the Batman movies which i really like I'm not trying to say they're, you know, you I like would say all like three or do you think, or you like, that's my question. All three what? Chris Nolan, Batman movies. Yeah, I like all three of them. I think they're really good. I think they're great. Yeah. I just don't think they, like, they're based off comic book stories, but I don't think they're really like comic book movies. But isn't that like the point? Yeah. <laughs> That I not know. I mean unless you weren't listening to what I was saying. Okay, I'm sorry. I guess I wasn't. No, no, I'm just saying like they don't like when you watch them it does not invoke a comic book. Yeah. I'm saying Spider-Man 2 invokes the feeling of a comic book. I got to rewatch it. I haven't, haven't it seen feels, it in years. Like I said, it feels heightened. That's the Doc Ock one, right? Yes, yeah, so good. <laughs> you really like it? Yes, it's legitimately awesome. <laughs> okay, fair enough. It's super like over the top. It's funny because it's like an ancient movie from like a special effects standpoint, but it's like the like the action sequences feel like visceral and real and like yeah and like exciting. Like, dude, I was watching the new Spider-Man movie and there wasn't a single moment of excitement to me. There wasn't mm-hmm. a single moment that I was like, <gasps> like it's just like it doesn't happen because it's just all just like a mess in front of your eyes, like blah, 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 like where you don't even understand what's happening. Dude, it's it was, like, it was. I, I, I can't tell. These special it was effects good are or bad. terrible. I think it was like kind of. The I movie watched it on, is I didn't not, watch it on my big seventy-five inch though, with my sound system. So I, I have no idea. But I watched it with my buddy Tommy. He just bought it because we were drunk and. Here's the thing. It I'm going to say something that other people have already said, but one of the things that sucks about Tom Holland in this role, especially in the new movie, mm-hmm. is that it's like his humor as Spider-Man is like borderline meta humor, which is really stupid in the context of a comic book movie, in my opinion, where it's like... Like the Deadpool effect? Sort of. To the yeah. to the point where he's like, well, your name is Doctor Octopus," <laughs> and it's like, "Yeah, like, dude, you're in a comic book movie with a magic, like, 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 not everything." Like, in this assume movie, that this is real. Yeah, like, for sure. it's just it. It. I feel like it's like it's treating the audience like such a child all the time. We've like, talked about this. We've talked about this with with. Uh, Guardians and stuff. It was like ever since uh, James Gunn came out with Guardians, 
And I don't know which came first. I don't know if it was Deadpool 1, like the true Deadpool mm-hmm. 1 with Ryan Reynolds as the main character. Or I've never seen any of the Deadpools. So, See, here's the deal. Ryan Reynolds himself is a very funny guy. Sure. And I think that the writing in those movies, I just rewatched them and I was like, they're so bad. Like, the, like it's so bad. Like I could cuss better than you can. Cuss. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, mm-hmm. I can come up with funnier things to say than like shit swizzler or something like that. But it was like, I don't know if it was Deadpool or if it was guardians, but something happened in the Marvel thing, which is happening right now, which is like the big, you know, blockbusters. Something happened in those where it was like every fucking character has to be smarmy, you know, like, like a, like a, maybe Iron Man even started that, but like there was sure. something where everyone every is snarky, fucking, like, exactly, and the, everybody's meta, and everybody's like, it's like, yes, it's dude, so preach. dumb, you know what I mean? I like agree. it's like. Dude, you can't just make every fucking character, like, you know, make just be the movie like, like the, here. Okay, it is and funny. Just, it is funny to be self-aware and to be like metal like that. But you have one character to do that with, and then the rest of them should not act like that. Like yeah, it, totally. Agree. Everybody acting like that, it just makes it like they basically. To me, it seems like this movie made a lot of money. Let's make this character this now. You know what I mean? Like, and they're completely like, you know, like these movies are already dumb to begin with because they're dumb kids comics. But if you really want to make this like crazy, kind of like Star Wars-esque, you know, like megaverse or whatever the fuck, where you can just do whatever the fuck you want, you got to have some more depth to these characters because it's like, if you're going to continually make the smarmy asshole... And just be like, wow, we're all like that. You know, it's so yeah. stupid to me. Well, I just, it's its really fun. And, and I'm going to quit talking about Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2. <laughs> yeah. um, Sorry. But, I didn't, I didn't no, no, that. but but well, like, hear me out. And I think you should re- rewatch the movie with this in mind. That like, Spider-Man these 2, movies, Sure. Spider-Man 1 is also good. Yeah, I yeah, think Spider-Man sure. 3 goes off the rails, but I think yeah. Spider-Man 1 and 2 are both really good movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... And they say that a hero <laughs> can save us. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. The movies are so... They're very over the top. Yeah. They're very heightened. Like, the performances are... are like, it's like you... like. I, I almost think like maybe modern audiences would be like, well, they're just so goofy and like not realistic. It's like they're not realistic because they exist in a world where a Spider-Man flies around. <laughs> yeah, you know what I exactly, mean? Like, exactly. like this is not a real world. Like they exist in a crazy person world that doesn't exist in real life. Right. So they have to sort of they act it like uh, appropriately, I think. Sure. And yeah. and I think that's. Uh, that's what's so like, dude. Spider Man Two has got some amazing sequences that are so, like I said, Sam Raimi, master of kinetic filmmaking, exciting filmmaking. He makes the Evil Dead movies. He makes, you know, right. Drag Me to Hell. All these great, you know, mm-hmm. uh, movies that just have like very exciting kinetic, uh, you know, film techniques in them. 
he does like such a good job in that movie of like making it feel like heightened over the top exciting so when i see some you know when i watch like the newer spider-man movies or whatever especially the new one it's like weird because the new one kind of has whiplash because i think Willem Dafoe is great. I think Andrew Garfield is For great. Sure. I think Tobey Maguire is great. I think like all these old, like these other actors coming in from the other movies are like taking you know it pretty seriously. I think like Jamie Foxx's character is not great. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really care about the lizard guy. <laughs> um, that guy's oh. a really funny actor, though. No, remember, I'm, he's I on Notting Hill, and he's like, fancy a fuck? He's yeah, I, I, remember, I remember that. Yeah, of course. That guy's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's like, you get what I'm saying? Like, It's like this weird whiplash between like Tom Holland is not... He thinks these all these villains and all these characters are silly, but he lives in a silly make-believe right, world right, with right, wizards. Right. And, and so it's like... Would that really strike you as but silly? But that's the thing, dude. Is like I, what I'm trying to say is like that's the thing with the smarmy character. Yes, you can. You can. You got one. You know what I mean? Like, pick one. Who's the smarmy guy? Because I'm watching but the Love that, and Thunder, yeah. the new Love and Thunder thing, and like Thor's like back and forth with the smarmy Star Lord who started it all, or mm-hmm. Deadpool. Who knows? But like. You know what I mean? Like you can't have everybody in on that joke. Otherwise it's just like yeah. who the humor cares? the humor aspect of it is definitely going like kind of like it has become bittersweet, you know. Yeah, I well, think it's, it's saved it's overdone. saved movies like it's Guardians. Yeah. I it love made, Guardians. Dude, the yeah. first Guardians movie I really enjoyed. No, that's what I I'm really saying. Enjoyed it's, that it, movie. It like it works great in certain movies. The the but uh, then Thor, Thor Ragnarok and yeah, Thor yeah, like, yeah. um and and uh and but Guardians. Every, but then they it's just like this is the whole this is the whole franchise now. We're just just gonna make, basically make fun of it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's like that's funny at first. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just it's probably like us with Lamborghinis in the Bayou, where it's just like. After a while, dude, people get sick of this shit. People you know? want to leave, yeah. They don't want to hear you be like, Lamborghinis ain't about you. Obviously, though, we are in the minority about the new Spider-Man. It was a beloved, massive blockbuster hit. I will say this. It will not be remembered. It's beloved I mean, now. Dude, I, it's dude, beloved honestly, the, the, I, now. In my opinion, the last sequence is so embarrassing. It's you so, think so stupid. It's so stupid. I, I can't remember the last one. Of That's course you can't. It's yeah. a bunch of like scaffolding that they like swing around on. Yeah. And then it's and then stupid. him going up to Zendaya, who I think is a national treasure. I like I like Zendaya. She's, sure, nothing again. I mean she's she's got pretty great. Minimal stuff to do in the movie. Yeah, exactly. And uh yeah. she's really good in Euphoria. Um but I tried to watch it. I was like, I don't care. It's crazy, this. dude. Uh, I'm sure it's crazy. I just couldn't possibly care. I just tried. and I was Yeah. Like, oh. I mean, it, here's the thing. Like, it's another, it's another, it's another thing where it's like, it's not a good show. I can tell you that right now. It's not a good show. I mean, but it seems like a perf- lot of people like it. Her performance in that show? Mm-hmm. Spot on. 
very very good. Cool. Yeah, I don't have. I'm not. So. I don't have anything bad to say about her. No, but like, the, you wouldn't. Before. You wouldn't like the show, is what I'm saying. Is you wouldn't like the show. Like well, I, do I don't even sure. like the show, <laughs> but I watch it for her. You know what I mean? Like because yeah, she yeah, is yeah. like insanely good in that show. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I would say that like. I don't remember the ending sequence of Spider-Man, so I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I was drunk like, as shit, so I'm like, we're gonna save all these villain guys, and it's like, yeah, why? No, well, like, and then everybody's gonna forget Tom Holland, so that's that's the whole thing. I you, what, I have you know I what I say? Similar. What I see is it says everything's up for grabs for Disney. That that whole movie was basically saying that like. We can just say we're in a metaverse, and then now we can tie in like all the bad movies that that were made beforehand, and we can we can bring them all into our streaming platform. That was that whole movie to me. Like that's what I got from it. It was like, oh well, now there's a metaverse, so like everybody can just uh, fuck off, and like that means that every movie means everything, and you know what I mean? Like it's it's just everything all at once well i mean so so, i mean the the whole like multiverse thing already came into play like with like all that's a dc thing honestly it started with a DC. well sure i i don't care who started or whatever but from a movie goer standpoint it just makes me go like why would i care there's no stakes (laughs) you shouldn't (laughs) well it's just like it's you like, shouldn't. I it's no terrible. longer care if any character lives or dies or does anything. Yeah, because they because can just like, come back. That means that Iron Man can come back. Like, that was the only I mean, cool he's thing. not. He shouldn't because he should retire. I like, love his. I loved. Uh, he did an interview with Rogan. Rogan's like, when are you going to come back, man? And he just goes, if I put the jersey back on. Wouldn't you just be like, oh, shit. You know, like, they're just like, no, man, I would love it. And, and uh, like, you can tell in Downey Jr. is like, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that was the whole point. That was the whole, like. Dude, I, I originally really, I liked him as Iron Man. I thought it was cool. But now I'm just like, I couldn't care less. Like, yeah, exactly. I yeah. just don't care. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty I'm pretty cynical and bitter about the whole like I because I just yeah. think there's great movies. I think there's like really good stuff out there that people just don't that won't watch. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing how I feel about pop music. But... Yeah, for sure. I don't it's, disagree it's, with it's, that it's point just either. It's all but... pandering and it's just it's just more junk to throw into the void that like completely takes away from the attention from like decent artists, you know. Well, and I could I be wrong, but I, I, no, I I don't I don't disagree with that. I think to me the big problem is that it's created an environment where essentially only these types of movies make money, like on a real level. Yeah, so for sure. The middle the middle part of the movie industry has disappeared. There's not like people people don't. But make couldn't that be say said for like the entire country? I mean that's the middle. Sure. That's the, the erosion of the middle class. Yeah. We ain't got no middle. We got no middle. It's it's all or nothing. Or yeah, agreed. Yeah. I couldn't have said it better myself. I think that's a good place to end it. Agreed. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, uh, yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> bye. Bye, bye. <laughs>